Good morning! Nice of you guys to drop by. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. The base is open! My name's John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is our Thursday show. It is our discussion show. And I know a lot of times we like to keep it light and have a good time here on TRB. But sometimes we also like to have some serious discussions. And that is today. Uh, We are going to get into a discussion on the roles of fathers in the path to the dark side. Uh, So we're going to get into that a bit later. So uh, before we do that, Let's bring in the crew as always. James Bainey, Lacey Gillerin. Guys, how are you? How you been? How you doing? Are you ready for a dark discussion today about fathers and the dark side? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to top last Thursday. All right. Like, yes. Yes, I am. That's it. I also, you just saw live. Look. I just moved my monitor. I'm going to do a test episode. I won't be looking down. I'll be looking a little more up. That's, I, good, to that, that's, a, that's good to test that out right now. <laughs> I knew from mm-hmm. the moment you were about to go to James, he had this weird look on his face that he was trying to think of what to fly with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Well, he's, he's not our hype man for nothing, folks. So, um... How you guys? Yes. You guys, you guys, you guys doing good? Feeling good? Yeah, great. Let's have you guys Star bought Wars. your Have you guys bought your Disney Plus subscriptions yet? <laughs> no, I keep forgetting. I do too. I have the code. I gotta like search through my email to find it because I get so much spam email. It's probably like way down my list. So do you have to pay it all at this. once, or do you pay just per month? No, I think you you, you are getting a really good deal. I assume mm-hmm. we're all in the D23 deal, right? Right, Which right. was like 30% off of the three Which year. is the deal. Yeah. yeah, it's the best one I've seen so far. So I think that w- what it is is, I mean, I know because I've done it, but you you just pay for all three years, one purchase, the money's gone, but we're not going to bother you again for three years. Oh, see, that's the thing that bothers me. I wish they were just like, after tax or something I like wish that. I just lo- like signed up for three years, but they would charge me whatever the three dollars every month. No, 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 no. It's like yeah. you just straight pay one hundred and fifty dollars and like, OK, cool. Thanks. Enjoy it for yeah. three years. We'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> and then it will be one million dollars. Right. There, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. But well, that was the thing. I thought everybody's like, this is going to go up. And I'm like, well, if it is going to go up, I don't have to worry about it going up for at least three years. So I right. was like, this is a good deal. Even if you locked in the regular price for three so years, three but this years. is like cheap on top of that. That's the like thing right too is, when the Benioff and Weiss first movie is going to come out. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that too. You know, it was like 2022. I was like, this is around celebration and stuff. So, yeah. Um, They're going to have new the other deals. The thing is, they sent me cards too that said $20 off of a two-year subscription and $40 off of a three-year subscription. So... They're out there. They're trying to do this deal of getting you locked in for two or three years, regardless of uh, you being a D23 member. I, that's mm-hmm. the best deal I've seen so far, but they're out there. So try to, you know, I don't know, try to get one of those like bundle mm-hmm. year bundles. I was really dialed into the chatter about the Netherlands free preview that apparently <sighs> is 
showcasing a lot more content than they initially said they're going to have. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I saw some old school Disney movies on there. Does that mean we're getting that? Or is that just like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, Did you not see me tweeting about this earlier? A little bit. I saw you tweeted a box with a couple letters on it or something. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yep. (laughs) Now, uh, yeah, this was the thing is I started seeing some of the stuff come out and people were like, oh, we're getting this and oh, we're getting this. And I was like, "Uh, I don't think that's right. And then I started looking and and, um, you know, someone there's someone I can't think of his name right now, but Geo did some artwork for Resistance Broadcast back in the day. I follow him on Twitter. Um, but he he uh, he actually had this video that was sent to him, and it was like two minutes long, and it was like somebody scrubbing through, showing a bunch of movies and content and stuff. And I was like, "There's a lot of stuff on this that I know we're not getting, like a ton of Marvel movies, uh, a lot of Disney animated classic stuff." And I was like, "I don't remember seeing any of that stuff on the list." Um, and then there was a uh, oh, it had Last Jedi, and it also had Resistance, and I was like. I know we're not getting these movies, so something's up. And I said, well, hey, where did you, where did you, uh, I thought we were only getting like four Marvel movies. And he was like, oh, I heard it from Disney Insider or something. And then, mm-hmm. or Disney Plus Insider, some account like that. And then later they confirmed that I was correct on that. Mm-hmm. They were like, yes, the Netherlands is part of Europe and they have totally different distribution Uh you know, the situation. So they're going to be getting different content. It's not that the United States isn't getting it, but they're getting some properties earlier. We're getting some properties earlier. Right. So it's, it's kind of whatever. So just don't pay attention to what you're seeing. Just go with what has been reported in the past. Um, right. Yeah. So cool. there you go. Makes sense. All right. Well, dropping the facts, dropping the facts. Yeah. Well, less than two months when we're going to kick, we know, we, we know, we definitely know we're getting the Mandalorian. So at least we have that going mm-hmm. for us. Um, but what we also have going for us is one with the force. Uh, we are bringing that segment back today. Uh, so we're putting will the force on the shelf uh, for a bit, but don't worry if you're a patron of ours, uh, I'm sure Lacey will post a call for will the force topics uh, early next week. And you can get back in the mix there. But for now, we're doing one with a force. And James Bainey is going to take us on our way. James, what's up? The force is with me. And I'm one with the force. Oh, Baze. Gosh, you just, you get me every time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. One. One with the four. So it's been a little while since we've done this. It's kind of a newer segment. You may not have seen it before. The idea here is we're going to give a couple different scenarios like we do in Will and the Force. And instead of saying they will or won't, we're going to be giving our one answer, our one, you know, conclusion uh, that we would like to see in this particular case. You know what? It's kind of like when you're playing a new board game. I know all the rules. <laughs> Let's just get, once we go around a couple times, you'll get the idea. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do the first question <laughs> or first uh, proposal. Your house is on fire. Everyone else is out safe and you have time to grab one. See, see what I'm doing there? One Star Wars item of yours. What do you save? Uh, John, let's go with you first. What I, item are you saving? I would save my picture and pass from the TLJ premiere. That's a good one. Lacey That's hates when I talk one. about that, so I tried to skim right by it, but... I didn't say anything. 
don't know what you're talking she about. She didn't say anything. She's going to say something now. now cuz she's up next. I would so, I have two. Um I guess I'd take my Mark Hamill signed poster. But then I also want to take my Akbar doll. No, it's burned. I'm going to take yeah. Akbar. I can't do that to him. <laughs> You could just leave him in the house, and then after everything that's cleaned up, you can go in the house and eat him. He's plastic. Fried calamari. Grass. I don't. For I don't. Jokes today. <laughs> Zoom. Crank, 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 crank. James is looking I mean, around, I'm, looking, yeah. looking. T- to be a, to oh. be fair, I really don't have like a lot of crazy stuff like this. Um. Honestly, right now, because I just went to Galaxy's Edge, it would probably be the lightsaber. Yeah, oh, man. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say mostly because like it's kind of one of those things like when I was thinking about buying that thing, it was that like that circle of like, okay, I should buy I, I should buy a lightsaber because that's what you do. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, there's not a lot of options. It's not very customizable. Maybe I should look in this other place. And then I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. How, how did I get here? I don't want to buy a $200 lightsaber. The reason I want to buy a $200 lightsaber is because it was part of the experience and it's what you do when you go to this world. And I right. wanted to be able to like talk about that kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and just know it. So I think that with that particular item, it was a lot of money. I could spend a lot of money on other stuff, but in my case, it was kind of a lot of money for something. And there's kind of an experience tied to it. Whereas all my other stuff is like comics and James, I have bad news. Black series. Mm-hmm. You took you too long. News. You took too long to explain that you died in the fire. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm sitting down there and I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, well, if I go with the comics, then, you know, it's cool. <laughs> There's just fire all around you. You're like, what? The lightsaber. And then I just right, well, want the say- experience and I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, looks like the door's getting hot. Uh, all right. Um, let's say you lost a tattoo bet and you had to get one tattoo of something from Star Wars. What would you put on your body? Lacey, this one's come back to you first. What tattoo are you getting? This is a tough one because I've been debating getting a tattoo for years because I don't have any. And I always go back to like, oh, I have it on my body for the rest of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of want to like go down the side of my wrist with like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's what I would do. What, what color? color? Yeah. The blue uh, one. Blue? blue? Oh, yeah. wait. So you're talking Anakin's Like Luke's. Luke's. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Interesting. Any words nope. that run along it? All right. Nope, nope. What, John, what do you think? What's your What's your one tattoo? I don't know, man. That's so tough. Because I I would like to. Do you maybe have get... tattoos? No. Oh. Um. Do any of but... us have tattoos? No. Oh. Can your voice go higher than that? <laughs> <laughs> your Daisy Ridley impression is getting really good. <laughs> About it like that before. <laughs> yeah, me too. I would get um JJ Abrams tattooed, but the Funko Pop JJ Abrams. No, no you would um, not. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, maybe like it, for my ally is the force and a powerful ally it is. <laughs> would you like get that. it on your lower back? Because only no, girls uh, no, get no, no. Um I would get it like um post Malone and just get it all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just like. <laughs> um, I actually well, hate well. neck tattoos. I think that's my least favorite. Anytime place. I see someone with a neck tattoo, if it's a dude, I'm like, I'm not messing with that guy. Like that guy's he's gonna do something to me. Do you? And have that's, a no neck fe- tattoo? that's no offense. <laughs> that's no offense if you have a neck tattoo. I'm just kidding. You just look hard AF. Yeah. So I noticed that neither of you would go with the Resistance Broadcast logo. Oh, sorry, James. <laughs> oh, John, you can get Make Solo Two happen. If they make Solo Two happen. Imagine we all get made solo to happen. Oh, I thought you were going to say, if they make solo to happen, (laughs) I will. (laughs) I am out of the promise business. I have so many things. The same thing. Our faces were like, (laughs) no, I've made too many promises uh, that I have to keep now. John, what um, are the promises that you've made really quick before James answers that you've made so far? Well, the bet I lost with the pie, I still have to get hit in the face with the pie. Yeah, we both do. Yeah. Um, I have to get drunk when we hit $1,000 on our Patreon page. <laughs> I also have to tap dance in women's shoes while doing the yub nub on, on video. On phone. On, yeah. Camera. Um, while holding a at lightsaber a thousand. or something. Yeah, at a thousand. All that stuff happened at a thousand. Guys, um, we are so John, close you to you do Patreon pitches every week, and this is the best one yet. <laughs> and then I also said if we hit 10,000 subscribers or 100,000, I forget, um, that I would write and record a heavy metal song and put it out. Night Ooh. Sisters. Night Sisters. Yep. Night Sisters. Night Sisters. Um, no, like in, in reality, like even I was in the band for the longest time and everybody considered getting the like logo as a tattoo and I still didn't do it because I what was band? just like Divorce Prada. Oh, you were? And I said, st- oh. yeah, I still didn't do it because I just don't get tattoos. But in this particular situation, if I were to get one, I would probably just do something very basic like the Rebel logo. Um, and I would probably put it somewhere I would never, or I would like, were, I would forget that I had it. You'd so put like, it somewhere where like Rachel couldn't see that you got it. Or something down <laughs> here or something, you know, where you like, don't look. I got paint here the other day. It's painting something. And I was like, oh, it's on my arm. I didn't even know that. I bet everybody could see that. Um, all right, cool you want to move story, on to the next bro. one? Yeah. All right, let's pretend, just for a minute, you know, let's pretend Lucasfilm are deciding to make one project between these two, either a Solo 2 streaming series or a Kylo Ren prequel series with Adam Driver in it. Now, Bob Iger is leaving it to us or to you, the individual, to make the final call on this one. Which one do you choose? John, you already said you were getting the tattoo. Who or are you going to say are you going to say Kylo Ren so that you don't have to get the tattoo? Who wrote this question? Yeah. <laughs> Not Lacey. <laughs> Me? Um, Did you write this question? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, I would choose a solo two streaming series. Because I think it would be awesome we've been pushing for it it'd be a wonderful thing i think a lot of stories can be told with it and i think it'd be too much if you do a kylo ren streaming series um because i think that would take away like it would outmeasure how much he's been in the sequel trilogy with telling like oh this is before the best part of his story but we're gonna give you eight hours of it i don't know so i'm gonna have to go with uh solo two streaming series that'd be my pick Bob Iger. 
Lacey, what do you think? I'd pick a solo two streaming series. Whoa! I and did I know, not expect that. I know you didn't expect that, but I'm the fully an- on- The answer surprised me. I'm fully on board with Solo 2. I love that movie. I watch it all the time. I'm fully involved with our campaign, and I would sacrifice the choice of having Kylo Ren as a series for Solo 2. Nice. I stand games. by my campaigns. It It is tough because <laughs> I think the James Kylo Ren <laughs> prequel series is really cool, but I think the actual caveat to why I'm not picking it and I am going with Make Solo 2 is because you said with Adam Driver and I feel like then all of a sudden Adam's like, dang it. Like, <laughs> James no, like he wanted the- to do it. Assuming he wanted to do it? Yeah, I think that's what the question is. I can say something against that too, which is like, I, I think that the the story I would hope to be told would be even, like, I don't know. I just don't, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to see it. Nah, not too, there you, not that there you go. All right. Yeah. I, okay. I, don't get me wrong. I want to see it. I just think I, I would rather see the, the solo stuff. Because I well, think the, the that, idea uh, was to make this like a tough choice, like you know, which for one me do you it is. pick? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, for all of us, you don't think me and John want to see a Kylo Ren prequel series? I would love to see that. I know, but I yeah. feel like this question—it sort of was. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> John thought he was going to get me to say Kylo Ren, and was surprised <gasps> that I didn't even—I didn't even flinch. It was just yeah. There was no flinch. All right. There was no flinch. There was no flinch. For the audio uh, people, you, there was no flinch. You live... In, yeah, there was flinch. no flinching. We can confirm that. 100% confirmed. The Hollywood of, Reporter has confirmed... 10 out of 10 flinch. <laughs> ...with Lucasfilm that Lacey did not flinch. Right. Uh, all right, next question is, you live in the Star Wars galaxy. That's just a fact, John. That's not a... Um, you have never been... Or you've never left Tatooine, though, and you just want a trip to Naboo. What's the one thing on your must-do list during your visit? Lacey. I, mm, someone else go. I need to like. All right, John, what do you got? What's on uh, your must see list? I think I would go like um, boating. Boating. Yeah. It, it looks like there's a lot of like really great uh, scenery there. <laughs> and um, I would, yeah, I would go boating through across their, whatever their canals are and that sort of thing. All right. I'd probably walk through their cities. Like the city looks really nice. You'd walk? Yeah, walk around. That sounds exhausting. Why? Sightseeing. She would have C-3PO carry the bags or whatever. Or R2 <laughs> carry the bags. Oh, I didn't know we could add that to it. Okay. Oh, are we allowed to go to like the lake country? You could add R2, then R2 is going boating with me. Oh. Boating. Yeah. He's just holding down the boat. No, he's hey, my cooler. Electricity, I pop right? him open and yeah, grab my, be my beers. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you weigh? Like a thousand pounds? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> John's like a like shallow how, like uh like the boat's like sitting like this oh, yeah. on one side. Yeah, John's <laughs> on the other. I love that. Um, I would uh, I'd probably go on the under the sea expedition to the ancient Gungan city. Oh wow, that would be very cool. I watch think. out for jacked fish. Mm. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, no, they didn't have to. That was on the way to the center. That was they went they went through the planet. The planet core. Which doesn't which makes no sense whatsoever. To get to throw that out there Gungans too. aren't very welcoming to outsiders though, so you better be careful, James. Well, this is this is after everything's been fixed. Oh, Aww. is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So the globe were post shiny globe? Yeah. Okay. We're post. They went to uh, Spencer Gifts. They got the they got the globe, the electric globe. We're already we're past all that. Um, <laughs> it's like Daisy Ridley singing this, this song. I never sung that song before. Um, yeah, but that's what I would do. I'd go to the Gungan city. Uh, and all you actually, all you really need is the little thing so you can breathe underwater. It's a hidden city. And then you got to swim in your robes, which is the hardest thing a Jedi has ever had to do. Right. All right, last question. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Name one actor or actress that you would be smiling from ear to ear if you heard they were cast in the next Star Wars movie or, you know, AKA Benioff and Wise movie, something like, you know. They're coming up in the next movie. Who, who, is uh, getting you to, as Blink-190 would say, smile from ear to ear. <laughs> Who's going? Oh, Lacey. Because uh, you didn't go last on the... Keanu Reeves. The last one. Mm. Keanu Reeves? I love him. And I He's recently watched The Lake game. House. That's a, that's a hot answer of late. I know, but I watched The Lake House. It's not due to other people's like, oh, he's the best. 2019 is the year of Keanu. It's literally because I just watched The Lake House and now I'm obsessed. The so, Lake House? Yeah, with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're thinking of Speed. No, The Lake House. Based on a Korean Did, movie. John, you're confused. It's the one where the lake house can't drop below 55 miles per hour. <laughs> 55 degrees in the house to keep the yeah. temperature in the house above 55. James, you said yeah. that. I just pictured a house on wheels. <laughs> just growing yeah. down the road. <laughs> um, that whole movie, they're fighting over the thermostat and he has to keep it above 55 to keep trying to lower it. Depending Dennis on Hopper, these Dennis answers, Hopper's the neighbor. Up, like. <laughs> depending on these answers, we should put up a, uh, a Patreon poll that's like... yeah. W- I would win though because everybody like loves Keanu. I, that's what I was kind of afraid yeah. of. That's why I was going to say depending. Come back. On the I'll pick. Sh- I'll pick someone else. Just come back. No, that's a, that's your pick. That's a good pick. Keanu's the best. I have two. You can only have All one. Right. I know. You, <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> it's one <laughs> with may, the force, not two with the force. You made me pick one item. So okay. So one person. James, what's yours? Um. No, you just you tell us. Well, it's either it's between Kurt Russell or Sean Bean. You can only pick one. Bob. Kurt Russell, Sean Bean. Yeah. <laughs> he's, Wait, so why he's gonna are you saying die it like that? So he's gonna die in the first five minutes. Sean of the Bean film. is awesome. Um, I, I'll, I'll say Kurt Russell because he almost played Han Solo, and I would have been cool if he got the role of Han Solo. It's one of those weird things for me. So I think it'd be a nice, like, kind of like closure thing if he got to be in Star Wars finally. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's had enough. Yeah. Keanu Reeves Re- is in so the Matrix. He's in enough. He's Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell is my pick. Um, terrible pick. My pick is Taron Egerton. Ooh, he's Taron hot. Taron Egerton? 
Yeah. Kingsman. He, so he was in the running yeah. for Han Solo. Yes. He was. And I was hoping that he would get it. Um just because of I'm not the, a like fan of all the movies. So like I it? I love I loved Kingsman. Actually, I didn't think I would like Kingsman. Like he won me over. I was like, this movie's actually pretty awesome and I and I like him as an actor. I think he did pretty good. But he won me over, like completely won me over when his follow-up to Kingsman was Eddie the Eagle. Oh, I heard that was good. And I was like, range. Mm-hmm. Like he's completely 100% different in those movies and right. both he's absolutely excellent. in. and then the follow up, I mean, he did another Kingsman movie, but the follow up to, to that, I mean, and he's been in other things too, but like this big, big movies is um, playing uh, Elton John. Right. It's just and he like, did Robin Hood too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm saying, well. yeah. So exactly. if he gets cast but in, I, in like the Benny F and Wise movie as like a tiny dancer, you'd be all in, but not look. Yeah. <laughs> not because of him though. That's the thing about like Robin hood and all the other movies. Like it's not because he was bad in the movie. It's mm-hmm. because the movie was called Robin hood. Let's yeah, be the honest movie's with bad. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good the movie is. If it's called Robin hood, people are going to be like, mm, really? It would be cool. And then just not go. See uh, Kylo and the Knights of Ren versus Benny and the Jets. <laughs> uh, who won? <laughs> you decide. <laughs> Epic <laughs> rap battles of history. <laughs> the, the, the Sith Jet Troopers versus Rocket yeah. Man just going head to head. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. That's one with the force guys. Uh, I don't know if we'll do that poll or not. Um, I feel like I would probably lose that because, let's be honest, people probably know your guys' person more than... Everybody knows uh, Taryn. You think? Yeah. 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 You you think people would vote for Taryn Egerton over Keanu I think mine would come in last, I think. I think Taryn Egerton's star is rising and uh, Kurt Russell, a lot of people, younger people, probably don't care too much about him. Well, guys, Keanu Reeves is like the gift to this world, so... Oh, he's yeah, the, he's awesome. Yeah. He's the best thing to ever happen to all of us. So he would win. All right. Um, well, that's decided. I guess we don't need the poll now. That's decided. <laughs> no polls. All right. He's changed um, my life. Who, who, who does who does this now? Yeah, I think Lacey. But, so, Lacey, Lacey I'm going to send right? it over oh. to you so you can introduce the Patreon pod race. Ooh, yeah. Load. So, hey, guys. Now we're going to do the Patreon pod race. So... We have a Patreon page, which is a way that you guys can support us outside of just listening, which we love that you're listening right now. Um, And the way you could do that is there's different tiers and different benefits. And one of the benefits of our top tier is to take part in the Patreon pod race. This is where we give our generals a 60 second moment to be a part of the show. And then we react accordingly. So this week we have Andrew and his question was actually our first question in one with the force was inspired mm-hmm. by Andrew. Um, and that is because we asked him as an avid star Wars collector, what is the single favorite item in his collection? So Andrew, take it away. So being a huge star Wars collectible person, I've got a ton of stuff and, but the thing that means the most to me is something that's very unique and one of a kind, not something you can go buy online or on eBay. Um, it's this, it's this photo I got with Mark Hamill at star Wars celebration in 2017. Uh, the first celebration I ever went to and jumped at the chance as soon as I saw he was going to have photo opportunities. I met him on Friday of celebration. It was an incredible experience. First time I've ever met somebody who was, uh, on TV or in the movies and to be able to meet 
your childhood hero uh, up close and in person like that was just an awesome experience and then it was even more surreal when The Last Jedi came out later that year uh, so, so this photo here that I got is um, the best thing in my collection if the house burnt down it's the first thing I'm taking with me because you can't get another one so everything else um, you can replace but this is the one that's the most special to me thanks guys may the force be with you Andrew that was awesome I agree, but I'm going to let John talk first. Go ahead, John. Um, yeah, I mean, that is, it's one of those things where it's, you can't buy it, like you say. I mean, you can buy an mm -hmm. autograph of Mark Hamill, but this isn't the same. You met him. You got to meet and shake the hand uh, of uh, one of your heroes. And I think that's so awesome. And uh, you probably got to chit-chat with him a little bit. And just having the photo... Uh, and the that memento there. And it, it looked like he was wearing that ugly sweater that he's known for, so I think that's <laughs> really cool. Um, I think that's so cool, Andrew. I mean, a lot of people may say, oh, this thing that's worth $5,000 that I bought at one of... Uh, no, 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 no. That, what you got there, that's something that you can cherish, share with family members and friends in the future, all down the line, all the way until you're an old man in a rocking chair, say, I met Luke Skywalker and here's proof. So I think that's such a great answer. And Andrew, more importantly, thanks so much for being, honestly, one of the nicest Star Wars fans I've had a chance to meet. Um, I know that I say this every time you do the pod race, but I look forward to hanging out with you again at Celebration next year. And thanks so much for the support. You are the man. Thanks, Andrew. James? Oh, yep. Same deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that That's killer. I've never met it. Um, I don't think I have met anybody that it was in the movies or anything like that. So that's definitely something that would go on the top of my list. Um, if I had it, I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, a lightsaber and that's not something I can, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, cherish or, you know, have forever or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my pick was that first. And honestly, <laughs> if there was a fire, that's probably what I would grab. I jokingly said my Akbar, but I probably would grab that because like you, Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker have been my hero like my whole life. So it was definitely a surreal moment to meet him in an airport <laughs> after the last Jedi panel, like in an airport where he signed my last Jedi poster. And I was like super pumped about it. Um, I just remember like immediately starting to sweat afterwards. I don't know. Let me know how you reacted after. <laughs> um, but yeah, great real, job. Real quick though, too. Yeah. Um, don't try to grab your Star Wars memorabilia or merchandise ever if your house is on fire. <laughs> Just leave. Just leave. Mm -hmm. Just get out. Be safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. That's, that's true. Not I just want to throw that out there. Meanwhile, James is like, I don't know about the comics. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. I mean, I got this stuffed Kylo Ren that was given to me for free by a friend because <laughs> I like Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Like that. My dog needs a chew toy. Andrew, you are one of the best fans ever. We enjoyed hanging out with you at Celebration. So thanks so much for supporting us. And John, I'm going to head it over to you. I was going to say hand it over, but I'm not really handing anything. Um, discussion, go. Oh. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. This week's discussion, we're getting serious, so get your serious hats on if you have one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I... The father's role in the journey to the dark side. Now, you probably saw the title of the episode and probably made you curious. What does that mean exactly? Um, what we're talking about here is you got Anakin and Obi-Wan 
type of father figure situation. Luke and Vader, literally father and son. Kylo Ren and Han Solo, literally father and son. Three different situations across the eras of Star Wars, all having to do with the father and son relationships in the son's path to the dark side. Now, let's explore this a bit as kind of a theme in Star Wars from the prequels, original trilogy to the sequel trilogy, and potentially what Palpatine's overarching uh, influence and presence uh, can have on that. So I know there's different paths that the people wound up taking. Obviously, Anakin went to the dark side and fought Obi-Wan as almost his last thing as Anakin before he became the machine. Uh, And you have, and he was, you know, he was Darth Vader, granted. But then you had Luke, who was told by the Emperor, destroy your father to complete your journey. And Luke turned that down. Kylo Ren went the other way. He did kill his father to complete his journey to the dark side. So there's a lot of different things here, but it all has to do for some reason uh, with the father being that almost like last step in the path to the dark side. So guys, I thought this would be kind of interesting to just talk about. I don't think it's one of those like debate topics necessarily, but something to kind of explore the patterns uh, in Star Wars that we like so much. So uh, who wants to kick it off? What are your thoughts on the role of the father uh, for people um, on the cusp of deciding which path to take in a potential journey to the dark side. John, I think Lacey you should hardly ever starts these. Kick it off. <laughs> she does that. Because I like to like hear what other people say first, and mm-hmm. then I get going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a brainstorming type of girl. There's the, there's a lot of things we know about Lacey. It's that she's very patient. <laughs> She doesn't want to be first. Right. She definitely I'm, doesn't want to ever be first. Uh, that, that's yeah. for sure. I, unless it's in line at like somewhere. Like you don't like Unless it's like at a panel <laughs> for Star Wars, then I want to be right. first. Right. Um, all right. So I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll stoke the flame quickly here by just saying, I think it's clearly um, one of those things that has to do with the coming coming of age aspect. A lot of times there are, you know, sons who have issues with their fathers and it's, it's a, it's a very relatable thing for a lot of people. Um, I think the Anakin and Obi-Wan thing is a little fuzzier because he didn't complete the task, but he still was full bad. Um, but he still turned against him. And so that's still tangible to me. Uh, the Luke thing to me is very uh, interesting because, because of the emperor, he kind of said, destroy your father to complete your journey to the dark side. Uh, and that parallels Kylo Ren's uh, thing to me, which brings up to me now what may be made clear in episode nine. And we talked about on Monday with the Snoke comic. Uh, Snoke told uh, Kylo to essentially destroy his parents in that vision in the cave and he couldn't bring himself to do it. Now, was Palpatine talking to Kylo Ren through the Vader mask? Was he the one showing him the darkness when he was getting the call to the light? And is that what drove him to take the final step to kill Han Solo? Was that Palpatine? Because that would make a lot of sense because there was Palpatine telling Luke to do the same thing and Luke threw away his lightsaber while Kylo Ren ignited his through his father. So I like that parallel there. Sometimes we reach for parallels. I like the Luke and Kylo Ren parallel there. So I'm going to start there under the assumption, and that's just speculation, that this is Palpatine talking to Kylo Ren through that mask. I don't want to harp just on that, but Palpatine clearly has a presence over all of these situations, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I could see that. I think the the father son thing is obviously a huge theme in Star Wars. Is is oh yeah, the father you know is the bad guy and nobody has a dad apparently. And then in the sequel trilogy, I would you say have, not even in Star Wars, just in in anything. Oh yeah, in of course. Yeah, 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 of course. I'm just talking specifically in Star Wars. And then in the sequel trilogy, the interesting thing about Kylo Ren is that he did have a dad. That's Appeared to uh, uh, love him, maybe not be the best dad, but he was trying. So it seems like it's just history repeating itself over and over and over again with dads. But then you have someone like Leia who didn't go to the dark side and didn't go the wrong way. And she Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have a dad, but then she also had Bail Organa, whereas Anakin didn't and... So are you saying that Anakin would be like Obi-Wan would be Anakin's dad? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know he, if I agree with that. I see Obi-Wan as more well, of a big brother. Well, Anakin told him that he said, you're like a father to me. Don't say that Obi-Wan. Like he thought of him as uh, Obi-Wan considered them like brothers, but Anakin literally said, you're the closest thing I have to a father. I can't imagine ever yeah. anything happening mm, to you. Mm. Well, okay. When, uh, I, I toured with this band and, I'm a religious person, right? But I toured with this band and this band said something to me that will always stick with me, which was he stood on stage and he told everybody that says, um, or, or no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it will always stick with me and I'm like misplacing it. But he says he was talking to a, other band members and stuff and he was saying that uh, that you being in a band are are oftentimes more of a father to these kids than their real fathers. And that to me, it is, but it's very true about like life and, and how you have somebody that you're looking to for guidance and and how to live correctly in in the world, um, in many different ways, spiritually, morally, and all these different things. And I, I think that the way that the um, whole Jedi Order is set up where it doesn't matter how like chummy you are uh, um, or how brotherly you are with a with your Padawan, that Padawan is your your student, you know, or it's your your um, apprentice, however you want to put it. They're looking up to you to learn how to be an adult, to be a Jedi, to be a master, to, to be a better person. Right. And, uh, so I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're, that whether or not they specifically say it, the role of Obi-Wan to the character of Anakin is a father figure. 100%. Yeah. And but same- I, but I, I got that at work too. I mentioned this discussion and somebody said, I wouldn't really say that. They said the same thing as you. Uh, with the brotherly, I get where that's coming from. I would just say, like, I don't know, like the, I, I said it all. Well, yeah. I you hear Anakin call Obi Wan, "You're the closest thing I've had to a father," right? And then you hear Obi Wan tell Anakin, "You are my brother," because it's almost like when you're the father figure, sometimes you don't feel worthy enough to call yourself someone's father. So he saw Anakin as a brother, as a peer, maybe because he respected his powers and he felt more on level with him. Whereas Anakin was always searching for that because uh, he never had a father. Um, yeah. In, in I don't want to be so. Bennett's father. I want to be Bennett's best bud. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. We're friends. We hang out. We sit on the couch and watch Star Wars. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to me. Uh, 
that it works in all three trilogies. Um, now we don't know how this is going to end. Obviously, I mean, obviously we know Han Solo's dead, so that's that's one thing. But what what the end for Kylo Daisy Ren is? Daisy it, Daisy yeah, Daisy. Daisy. so the. <laughs> Obviously, we know what the end was for Anakin, so to speak. He became Vader. Eventually, he killed his father in Obi-Wan. Uh, so that chapter kind of closed there. And then, obviously, he went through his, um, uh, you know, redemption, so to speak. Luke threw away the darkness. And then, who knows what happens with Kylo Ren. But uh, so, Lacey, when you look at this, um, so let's say this unfinished business here. Obviously, redemption's on the table with Kylo Ren. Um, do you think Palpatine's playing a role in this? Am I off on that? What, what, what's your take with the, with, with, with all that? I'm trying to remember in the force awakens novelization, if there were voices talking to Kylo when he killed Han or not, I feel like I remember there's some quote or something about, he hears something in the back of his head or he hears mm-hmm. someone telling him to kill Han Solo. And that ultimately makes him, do it on, on top of other things. But um, yes, I a hundred percent think that's what it was. I don't think, I don't think it was Snoke telling him in it. And that then plays into the whole Ray thing, which is the next scene where so, someone's telling Ray to kill Kylo Ren. Like yeah. it could be the same person, right? which yeah. I think is Palpatine. I don't think it's Snoke, especially now that Snoke's dead. I don't think Snoke was playing into that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, Palpatine definitely played into that moment. It's just hard for me to have these conversations about father-son relationships because I'm very close with my dad. So it's one of those things that the Luke Vader moment in Return of the Jedi is like one of those moments that like I always tear up when I watch it because it's so meaningful to me because I really love my dad. Mm -hmm. So it's like I, I get that some people probably listening to this probably don't have good relationships with their dad. So they like kind of feel for Anakin or they feel for Luke who didn't really have a dad, but like, it's hard for me to have these conversations cause I, I do have a great dad, mm-hmm. but I understand that, um, it is someone that you're always looking up to and you're trying to constantly get approval from them, which it seems like from what we, little tidbits we get from Kylo Ren, it seems that he was always doing that. Like he was always trying to get like, Hey Han, look at this. Oh, Hey, I'm going to be just like my dad. Oh, I'm going to do this. And it didn't turn out that way because it seemed like Han was kind of not purposefully pushing him away, but kind of like overwhelming himself with being a dad. So then he pushes Kylo away, which then drives Kylo to think, oh, he doesn't love me. It's definitely something that is in all the movies. And I think it's like James said, it's one of those universal things that I think everybody looks up to their dad in a different way than people look up to their moms. It's yeah. more yeah. of like an approval, like I want you to be proud of me way than yeah. the mom that's, who you're like, the, oh, it's just the part of me. the, yeah, the, like, I mean, the traditional marriage and stuff, and I'm not getting into all that, but, uh, you know, they sure. think of the, the father is the right hand and the mother is the left hand, like the, like strong and caring. It, it, both, both of these sides are what we need to fundamentally grow in the, in the right way. You need to be able mm-hmm. to uh, understand the strong, but you also need to have heart as well. So um, when it when it comes to this though, all all of that stuff, all of that con- construct that is like the human nature and and how we grow as people, the opposite of that is the destruction of that concept, and mm-hmm. that's where the dark side comes in. That's the that's the side that's saying you you don't need this, and and that 
feeds into Anakin's story that feeds into Ben Solo's story. It just, it's part of the thing that, um, even, even to some degree, like if you went back and listened to Monday's episode, I was talking about like the, what did Yoda and Obi-Wan want Luke to become, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's this concept there that like, maybe, maybe the point was, is they, they wanted Luke to defeat Vader because he was evil, but destroying family is not the solution. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I think so. When we see, when we see Luke say, no, I'm not going to kill my family. I don't care how evil he is, you know, because standing up for that is the thing that, you know, fixes that, that problem. Um, it showcases how much there actually is love and not divide between these two people. Right. But then the, the complete opposite of that is Kylo Ren showcasing his love for his father and then saying, I'm tearing that down. I'm diving into this. I'm destroying it. And that's why it's so clearly like a dark side moment is because he's, uh, showcasing the destruction of what we understand is good, what we understand is humane, what we understand is moral. But wouldn't you say in The Last Jedi, I mean, they say it in the beginning of the movie about how the deed split him in half and he's, you know, more broken than ever. That's because so he felt his mom's pain, right? In that moment, you see him like all of a sudden look and he felt Leia's hurt. Uh, no, I think it, from my understanding, it wasn't necessarily his mother's hurt. It was that he immediately was wasn't sure that he made the right choice. Hmm. There was regret there, I and see. that's actually what John Kasdan wrote into the scene was that he felt somewhat of a regret. So when you see his face, there's a moment of like, so if you compare Kylo Ren killing Han Solo to killing Snoke, the look on his face when he kills Han isn't the same relief that you see when he kills Snoke. Yeah. It's like two different faces. And Adam does a great job of portraying two different similar emotions, mm-hmm. but very different. And when I see, when I see him make yeah. that, he, so he does the deed and then all of a sudden he like looks to his left and he looks as though he's like thinking of feeling something else somewhere. And then they and flash immediately to Leia and she grabs her chest. It's almost like he sensed her. That's how I saw it. Um, yeah, I mean, that might be the case. That totally might be the case. Yeah. But I know there was a little regret of like, what did I do? It definitely works on on different levels. Like it works on the level of of Han, uh, like he should be feeling something about killing his father. He probably shouldn't feel something about killing his not father. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. it, works on, it works on that level. It also works on the level of if you want to drive him home as being like a heartless character. He He had some trouble killing a character like point blank like that. I mean, he didn't really with Lord Santeca, but for sake of argument, he sure killed Han Solo and it was tough. But then when he killed his like other father figure, his other leader, his other master, he's starting to fall into like, you know, more into the dark. So it bothers him less. And to be fair, he thought he was killing Luke Skywalker before he knew he was a projection. See, but yeah. Luke is and a different scenario, though. That's another father figure for him, though, without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, who betrayed yeah. him. In his eyes. But yeah, it's a, you're still killing the father. Um, 
But then also, like, I want to go back to Luke real quick with the Vader thing. Because mm-hmm. he chops Luke Vader's hand off and they focus on Vader's mechanical robot arm. And Luke looks at his own mechanical hand and he's like, I don't want to become what's laying on the ground right here. Because I know my father isn't this and didn't, like, if he had to choose again, he wouldn't become this. And this is what I will become if I kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. And then Luke's like, no, like, I'm done. Whereas, and then you look at Kylo Ren, he's like, I need to prove to my new father figure that I can be this dark, you know, Lord or whatever you want to call it. He wants me to be, I'll, I'll prove it to him. And he kills Han Solo and he keeps taking these steps to like prove that he is this badass that he wants to be. He wants to be validated as this like dark, powerful entity, like person. Uh, that seems to be like his driving thing. He wants to be respected as the most powerful evil prince in the galaxy. Like, yes, I get that. But in killing his dad, it's cl- pretty clear that it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. And and because people are probably annoyed while listening. I am not defending him killing Han Solo. No. Trust me. It yeah. crushed me just as much as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that in killing Han Solo, he didn't ultimately be like, ah, yes, I am now completely 100% on the dark side. Right. It's yeah. Sorry, that's I was laughing I... because I was like, believe me, it crushed me when I read it on my phone before I went into the movie to see it. Oh, because that what happened to you? <laughs> no, it's what a, you did. Oh, I didn't know. That was a complete surprise to me in the theater. Oh, was it? What? Yeah. yeah. I thought you knew every detail Mm-mm. about The Force Awakens. Not Force Awakens, no. Mm-mm. So the funny thing is, at the time, I was working with Lucasfilm, and someone had known that he was going to die, and then they didn't tell me, because I was like, who's going to die? And he was like, I, I'm not going to tell you, because nobody dies. Like, he said something weird. Yeah, I, And I mm-hmm. thought that the shot of her crying over the leather jacket, I assumed in my head, like, that's definitely Han Solo, because Harrison Ford wants to die. When it happened in the theater, that. the theater was silent, and I gasped so loud and went, no. And then everybody just started laughing because I did I, that. See, when I saw him walk out onto the handrailless catwalk, I'm like, this is the scene that he's going to die here. Like, it was, I was not well, saying before the movie. <laughs> huh? She's saying before the movie. She no, said she's saying the when the scene happened, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe. No, you just- I was like, oh, my yeah. God. I also I thought like, that Luke was going to uh, grab the yeah. lightsaber at the I, I end. Knew, and it was I right. knew Harrison Ford was coming in to go out. So I, in my head anyway, and I guess that's what, what happened. But anyway, back, back, back to this whole thing. I'm very curious to see how it rounds out in terms of Palpatine now that he's back. Like if we find out that he was indeed the one speaking to him through the mask, man, does that add so much weight to Palpatine's influence on this whole thing. Like Palpatine loves doing this. It's clear. He had Anakin do it. He had Luke almost do it, but Luke didn't bite. And now he's trying again with another Skywalker. And it's just like so evil. And the more I think about prequel trilogy, original trilogy, sequel trilogy, the more it makes sense that it would be Palpatine telling him to kill his father. Because he was preyed on when he was in Leia's belly, right by Snoke, though, right? They're saying, or they don't. They didn't. They don't say know. Who. It was just dark energy. And then in, it's not canon anymore. But in the Plagueis novel, 
They say that um, when he was a teenager, Palpatine killed his father. Right. And he killed his brother, too, I think, or something like that. So, yeah, so this actually, not, not that, you know, that's canon anymore or whatever, but that also kind of um, goes back to the point that I was making, too, where, like, evil is the destruction of that construct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. We know that Palpatine is evil because he does something like, you know, kills his parents off for power, kills his master off for power. and Like Hux? That type of... What? Like Hux or not necessarily Hux because he had someone do it for him. No, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's mm. still... I think it's just still as easy if you're like, get rid of him. You know what I mean? That's mm. like yeah. Scar didn't try to kill Simba. He told the hyenas to kill him, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. kind of a thing. But... Um, How about Han killing also, Beckett? Say what? Oh, yep. yeah, Han killing Beckett. <laughs> he took his yeah. step not to darkness, but to to outlawness. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not just for these Force users. It's not just the Skywalkers. Star Wars is littered with it. But yeah, you mean like Kira we, killing? Dry, well, that's not. It's not a father. Yeah, yeah, that's like your. I mean, your we don't want to get into that's every like example, Snoke. but yeah. 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 Now what? But um, James, what about but, the, what about Plagueis himself and Palpatine? Is that's it, what I said? I said he killed his father, and then he also killed his master. Okay. Plagueis. Yeah. So yeah. is that where it started, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, like because that's the only canon thing we know that um, Palpatine killed. Plagueis is that what started this thing that that well, he carried over to the Skywalkers you know I was thinking about this recently and I was like um, you know sometimes I think like uh, with movies they that they try to you know do they try to do the explanation of like well how did this axe murder become evil like mm -hmm. and i the the reception to that usually is like look man i don't want to know that mike myers had a bad dad you know i just want to <laughs> know that he was like he was evil right. he was always yeah. evil, right yeah, yeah. and so i kind of think that if they ever really wanted to retell that palpatine story i think they would kind of tread lightly or at least try to make him like l not be I don't know, justifiable in any way. I agree. You know I, I mean? couldn't like, agree more. I think this guy yeah. was not preyed upon by Plagueis. I don't mm -hmm. think he was like, he had good promise as a Senator. And then like somebody, you know, made him this other thing. Like, I think they just need to be like straight up from the beginning. Like he was trying to manipulate the kids on the playground. You know, mm -hmm. he killed uh, his childhood best friend. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and no one ever found out about it. He's but he just was a like, bad guy. Cool, I got away with it. Yeah. And I love that. Yes. I, it felt good. To well, that, that's get what rid we that's what we said that Palpatine is the villain. Well, I said that the villain we kind of like keep bringing back because he isn't the the one where you could see his point of view or feel bad for him. He is yeah. the evil. Like he just sucks. Where Kylo Ren, you could be like, they are hammering home that he was neglected and abandoned and you know and all he this still stuff. cares and he's yeah. complicated what, yeah. or, or invader obviously what well, that's anakin and he's still there and his son believes in him but palpatine is just like that is a bad dude <laughs> you know <laughs> like though, straight up to, like <laughs> to be fair john i i think they still are hammering home that kylo ren's the villain though oh i do too but because I don't think like when they're talking about how we the got there, the I'm character saying descriptions and stuff. I don't think it's like JJ being like, who's a complicated man, you know, like I, I think generally they're like now. I yes. Stuff but with, how we like, got the there comics is that we were talking about yeah. 
we look at that stuff and we go, they're hammering at home. It's like, is that one comic writer hammering at home? No, but I... I don't want to get into Kylo Ren right now. We're going to yeah, save it, guys, because yeah, yeah. I know people are at home are like, come on. It's a different discussion. <laughs> One but, other thing that I wanted to mention, too, about because we talked a lot about Han and Luke, and we talked, or sorry, Luke and Vader, and we also talked a lot about Kylo and Han, but we really haven't discussed too much of the Anakin and Obi-Wan thing. And um, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I thought that the Anakin and Obi-Wan relationship, or the Anakin thing, is kind of like... Um, Breaking Bad. Do, have you oh, guys seen Breaking I Bad? I know it. I, I've never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. So the majority of the show, even after his family finds out what's going on, he sticks to this this thing where he's like, no matter how bad it gets, I'm doing it for us. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for you, right? And I think Anakin really stuck to that, which is like, um, oh, the, it's for the good of the... Um, democracy or the good of the empire, you know, all this stuff. He's like, I'm doing it for that. Um, and I'm doing it for you, Padme and all this other stuff. But as, as breaking bad went on, he finally admitted like in the last couple episodes, he's like, you know, all those times I said I was doing it for you. I, I would lie lied. I was doing it for me. I was being selfish and I was trying to do something that pushed away my family. And I didn't really care how that felt. And that's, that's, that's that story there. Like, I think, and that is where the dark side comes in on that particular character. As it fed him with more power, he pushed away his wife and his father, like his family and his second unborn children. Yeah, yeah sure. Like all, all that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying like right there in that, in that moment, right. he's like, if well, that's you're the not with that's, me, that's you're against me. Yeah. 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 What everything he did to become Darth Vader was to save his wife, but those actions wound up killing her. That's what he says. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what he says. It. Was. I think over time it it didn't matter if it was about Padme or not. I mean, when he's standing there and he's choking her and she's saying, "Look, just come home." It's not about her anymore. Oh, I yeah. know. That's what I'm saying, though. Like his his journey to that was for her because he was so afraid of her dying. But then once he got to that point where he became Darth Vader by uh, after killing Mace Windu, his actions thereafter wound up killing her. That's the tragedy. I guess the only kind, because again, this might be because of the line, I view Obi-Wan as like a brother because he says that line. But I Mm -hmm. guess the only other thing that kind of sticks out to me with Obi-Wan, which actually came to me from the quote game, was the scene where Obi-Wan goes away and Anakin's basically almost begging him not to leave. He's like, please don't leave me here. <laughs> Let me come with you. And Obi-Wan's like, no, 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 you stay here. You stay here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we're going with this father-son thing, then that's kind of like, that was the moment that Obi-Wan kind of abandoned him. And he, not on purpose, but like in Anakin's eyes, he was like, well, all right. And that's then tough. who does he, who does he go to? He goes to Palpatine. Yeah, it's it's like <clears throat> I feel like Obi Wan kind of felt like Anakin was in a good spot where he can like right. trust him again after the, he reported on I'm the not dealings. Obi Wan is wrong for leaving. Yeah. Like he's an adult. Because the but last I'm, thing I think it played into it. The, I think when, the last thing they said to each other before they saw each other again to fight was like, you know, may the force be with you. And he said like you're strong and wise, and I foresee you being a greater Jedi than I will ever be. And I'm sure, proud of you. Sure. All that stuff. 
And he's like, all right, I'll catch you later. And then like 15 minutes later, I hate you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so that was their last like thing together. But I don't know. The, each each story interests me. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Luke's is obviously the big hero moment there where he could have sure. taken the path and he didn't. So that's what sure. makes Luke, you know, the ultimate hero for Star Wars to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the the Kylo Ren thing to be determined. So uh, it, it I don't know. It's it's all very interesting. I hope I hope we're right. And everyone else who theorizes about the, you know, Palpatine maybe speaking to Kylo Ren this whole time. That would make so much damn sense and fit in with this theme. Uh, that it would be, it would make going back and watching these other situations uh, more interesting to me because they're all different in their own way. How they got to the 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 that door, whether you go through it or not. It's kind of crazy that this time next year we're going to be sitting here talking about it like we've seen it. This time in three months. I know, but I mean, like this time next year, as in, like it will be way out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be like bored with Disney Plus. We'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you guys still keeping that? <laughs> um, do you guys want to? Thanks ra- for tuning into our rewatch of Rogue <laughs> One, like for the fifth time. So let's do. Um, let's go around and just give a final thoughts on this whole theme um, in Star Wars about the role of the father, almost as um, not necessarily a roadblock, but kind of like a final what are you going to do situation uh, in a path in the path to the dark side? Go ahead, James. James. Um, I don't know. <laughs> a f- final thought. <laughs> I, th- I mean, we've said it all right. You yeah. know, we, it's very important that the, that fathers have a strong role in their, their kids uh, lives. And uh, like I was saying earlier, I think even if it's not, if you are not the father, you can be a father to uh, a younger brother, or you can be a father to um, a, a neighbor, you know, or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, or anybody that's dealing with something, you know, they, they call that, you know, what do they call it? Like big brothers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, you know, I think that whole thing just spans from even, even if like Lacey, what you were saying, like they look at each other like brothers, like there's no way that, Obi-Wan isn't the big brother, you know, and I, mm. I want to be just like him. Mm. I, I went and saw a movie recently where, you know, a character, I won't say what the movie is, but maybe I'm spoiling it right there. But um, <laughs> if somebody pays attention, but uh, I went and saw a movie and the, the part of what one of the main characters dealing with was the death of his older brother, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like from a brother. I think it was like, because he looked up to him and he wanted to be like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. That makes sense. Lacey, final thoughts on this deal? Um, Which I yeah. guess we'll have to revisit once we see nine, like you say. Right. I think that it is a good point that fathers have to be destroyed before people can go to the dark side. Um, because in all these scenarios, they have an evil master, someone they're answering to, and they know those evil masters seem to know that if the dad is involved, they're not going to fully have their attention or fully have their support because everybody loves their dad, whether they're good dads or bad dads, whatever dads, everyone has a love for their dad. And as long as he's in your life, you're not going to fully support a father type figure. So it's not surprising that that would be the step. I mean, if you look at it this way, like Leia's not going to go get Kylo. 
so Han went to go get Kylo. Mm-hmm. And so to kill Han, it eliminates the person that would try to bring him back because, you know, Leia's not going to go find Kylo. Right. So Snoke's like, you got to get out of here so that I can come in and get stuff done. Right. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. And like like we say, there's all different angles that they can approach this from, that they have mm-hmm. approaches from, and the characters have choices to make. And so far, um, they were made, and we saw how it turned out for Anakin. It wasn't good. Even toward, even at the end, he, he wasn't what he probably ever wanted to be. Um, mm-hmm. And we saw Luke's choice, and now we've seen what Kylo Ren's choices have been so far, which are always choosing the darkness when you have chances to go to the light now we'll see what happens uh in the final movie um but i can i bet this theme will show up again in future star wars (laughs) you're funny no in future star wars movies i'm curious to see if they explore it in the new trilogies and the new stories that have nothing to do with the skywalkers is this a type of theme that george lucas wants carried over and that's a part of the legacy of star wars i'm interested to see where they go with that um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. I know this is, um, you know, on the more deeper, darker side, but we like to do everything here from fun and games Crying. to tears. Like James, if you're watching on YouTube now, he's sobbing. Um, I need a lighthearted segment. You know what, James? I have just the thing. Why don't we send it over to Lacey Gillerin and she's going to take us down the joys of your tweets in resistance transmissions. Lacey? Why'd you say my name like that? Lacey Gillerin. Lacey Gillerin. All right, Lacey guys. Lacey Gilhaven. <laughs> Knights of Gillerin. <laughs> uh, all right. Resistance transmissions. Uh, so here's how it works. Every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation. And you guys give your answers. And the best ones, as in the ones with the most votes, creative, funny, interesting, get on the show. And so I don't... What? James inspired this one a little bit. James inspired this one. I don't Did know. I? Yeah. So the scenario oh. every week, I don't know what it is. And I read these mean? live. So the situation is the rise of Skywalker ends. Credits roll. But a post credit scene follows. <laughs> like Marvel. It's George Lucas. He reveals that he was behind the sequel trilogy all along. (laughs) What does he say in the clip to reveal this? So the first tweet is from Andy Kirk at Andy W. Kirk. And he wrote, I am inevitable. And it's, (laughs) (laughs) it's Thanos with the infinity gauntlet with George's head. That's purple. (laughs) Well done. I am George inevitable. Lucas in purple face. Purple face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next is Aaron Oania at Aaron Oania. And he said, up. he said, how's that for faster and more intense? Ooh, <laughs> With nice. the sunglass emoji. Nice. Um, and then Adam Odal at Odal Adam said, Lacey, this is a reference to Palpatine in... I, oh, did you write this? I, yeah. <laughs> you didn't put it in bold or anything. I put it four asterisks. So he could have <laughs> done that. 
You usually put it like in bold or something. Show notes. Guys, public for show notes. So this just proves that I don't read these. So can get in the true experience, as James would say. Two hundred dollar lightsaber. Every week I prove it. Thanks, James. So glad. (laughs) So glad I'm staying consistent. Uh, My favorite was like. I don't know if it was last week or the week before someone was like, I was listening to it and you were slaughtering my name. My child was like, why did you give us a hard name? (laughs) 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 All right. So Adam said, it was I who allowed Disney to know the end of the sequel trilogy. It is quite safe from your pitiful speculation. An entire legion of my best writers put it together. Oh, I'm afraid the plot was all finished before Disney arrived. Cackles. And so then John okay. added, Lacey, this is a reference to Palpatine in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Why did you put that in there? Well, because if you read it like just at face value, you may not get that it's like pretty much um, a rip on that line. You know, he yeah, put a gif what? with it. So that it would. Connect All right. You with it. Next but. is Genghis at Genghis Dingus. Hall of Famer. Gingus, where have you been, man? He's been dingusing. <laughs> Hero. With that donkey drip sauce? Ew, <laughs> stop. Hero Faden. So he's doing like kind of like screenwriting. Faden. The Emperor's Return of the Jedi throne swivels around to reveal George Lucas holding a glass of green milk. Green George. milk. Yeah, green. Because it's a sequel trilogy. George. Everything proceeded exactly as I had foreseen. He takes a sip, grimaces, and swivels back around. <laughs> I'm, hoping like that, the, <laughs> I'm hoping the chair like squeaks. Is that a Galaxy's Edge reference? Because people don't like the green milk as much as the blue milk? I think so. Maybe. Uh, next is Scott Gibson at Scott Gibby. Hi, Scott. He wrote, you hey, absolutely. You absolute clowns. <laughs> George Lucas is mean in Scott's head, huh? <laughs> so yeah. audio people, by the way, I was putting on like clown makeup with like the diamonds on my eyes and lipstick. <laughs> well, audio people, Lacey's actually <laughs> wearing full that, clown that, makeup that, that, right now. I am full yeah. clown. I'm Subscribe. a clown all the time. 24-7 clown. Uh, <laughs> next is Todd DeGrossier. At Todd knows best, but it's nose as in like nose, like your nose. Got it. N-O-S-E. He wrote, parenthesis, George appears on screen wearing something other than flannel. What? What What universe is this? Uh, George says, it is I, George Lucas. You probably didn't recognize me because of the (laughs) (laughs) non-flannel. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I like how some of these two don't explain it all that the sequel trilogy <laughs> was under his control. Right. It's just yeah. George. Like Being imagine George. that scenario James, where he turns around and he's like, Todd's probably didn't recognize me because of the non-flannel. And then it just ends and everybody's like, what was that? <laughs> What's that? Todd's reminded me of a Norm MacDonald. Yeah. 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 Then is a venture blur at ad ADV blur underscore gamer. Ooh, you're a gamer. What do you play? Uh, he or she wrote, there is always a bigger fish. That's mm-hmm. such a good line for George to say. <laughs> Next is at me and my Padawan and wrote, 
How do you like dem apples? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy won't get that reference. No. Is it from Jaws? Yes, it is. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Someone make gifts and memes immediately, please. Got mash, it. <laughs> mash both of them up, please. Is it not Jaws? No. What's no, it from? No, it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. When does he say that? The, the, the second one, the one you didn't see. No, oh, I didn't watch it. No, Guys, I watched yeah. Indiana Jones, but I watched one, three, and four. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's Good yeah. Will Hunting. I say that all the time, though. How do you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it didn't. It's not original to yeah. that oh, movie, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. There's tons of stuff I say that like I say it and then I figure out it's from something and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the task at hand. Uh, Jason M. at Jason Mitz wrote, quote, plus, 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 dot, dot, dot. Burps into flannel sleeve. I know the colonel's secret recipe, and it's 10 herbs and 12 spices. (laughs) What? And then smiles awkwardly, barfs a little. (laughs) I think... (laughs) John is broken. Yeah, I don't know. This, I think this might be from Jaws. I thought, because I read this and I pictured it like George actually saying it and just like coughing into his like flannel and then like burping up a little, like barfing up a little. I just thought that was so funny. What does this have to do with KFC? Yeah, it is absolutely nothing. Just the fact that he's like, and it's 10 herbs yeah. and 12 spices. This is one of my favorite resistance transmissions in months. I thought that was so funny. Ah, <laughs> clearly, you did that high-pitched giggle that you do. <laughs> Adam at the Atom Bomb 90 wrote, I am the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, too. That is good. Guys, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for your transmissions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. Every week, John puts up some crazy scenario that no one can think of. And then you guys give your answers. The most (laughs) interesting. No one can think of. (laughs) (laughs) Just so. So so much disrespect. Woo! <laughs> anyway, back to you, John. Lacey's gonna start coming up with all the topics, guys. So get ready. Yeah. What if? What if Jar Jar was on a subway? All gonna be amazing. No one could think of that. <laughs> it's gonna be like so. Kylo Ren goes grocery shopping. <laughs> Literally, nobody could think of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, wrap this up, John. Take us home. No one came up with that ever. Patreon, (laughs) t-shirts, starwarsbluesnet.com. I'm pretty sure sure the last one was like Ryan Johnson's photo. No one could come up with (laughs) Well, guys. What are you waiting for? Go. (laughs) What are you waiting for? I'm just waiting for you to stop being a clown. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Keep spreading the word of TRB because you're the reason why we grow. I say that every week, but it's true and it means a lot. So if you have fellow Star Wars fans, show them our podcast because believe it or not, a lot of people don't know Star Wars podcasts are out there. Uh, so we what? appreciate that. 
Make sure you are subscribed to us yourself on either YouTube or SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts. I'm sure we're there. If we're not, let us know and we'll get on there. Um, Make sure you also um, head to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. If you aren't sick of us yet, you want more content, or if you simply just want to support what we're doing, head to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. That is our uh, Patreon page where we post new content pretty much every day. We have five tiers starting at $2 a month. Um, As Lacey was saying before, as each tier goes up, you get more benefits and access and content and that sort of thing. And our generals, as you saw with uh, Andrew earlier, you get to get a uh, minute spot on the podcast as well. Uh, but check it out. Again, starts at $2 a month just to support us and uh, get page access. And then uh, let us know what tier fits for you and sign on up. And we appreciate that. And speaking of appreciating things, our generals on the Patreon page. Thank you guys so much. That is Carmelo. Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, who you just saw before, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you, General, so much. We appreciate it. If you guys want some of our swag, uh, James Bainey is modeling one right now. If you're watching on YouTube, that's our logo. Uh, you can get that and our Make Solo 2 Happen shirts, uh, all different designs, most of them designed by James, at tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. They have sales all the time. So wait for a sale. Get yourself some stickers, mugs, shirts, all that stuff. We appreciate that. And uh, be our walking billboards. I'm just kidding. Just enjoy our swag. Or pay uh, full price. Or pay full price. <laughs> T-Public will appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> or faithful. <laughs> T Public takes home like 99% of everything anyway. Um, you guys sure. can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at Star Wars News Net. James, how about you, man? Uh, you can find me by putting in the username at Meyer Trunks onto Twitter, Instagram, and how do you like demapples.com slash Matt Damon? Three A's, three O's. Matt Damon is so good. He's gonna be in, he's gonna be in Star Wars one day. I bet. Um, Lacey, how about you? Yeah. People can find me being a clown on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Being a clown, nice. Can you change your name to Lacey Gillerin as a clown on Twitter? Nope. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> imagine she was like, okay. All right, guys. Sure. We hope you enjoy your weekends. We will be back on Monday morning where we may have a giveaway announcement. And if you know your dates and you're familiar with what we do on this podcast, you may have an idea what we have planned. And if you're a patron, you probably already know. That's what we do around here. That's the fun we have. But we hope you have a fun weekend. And of course, uh, we'll see you Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>